Katie Fleming is with us. She's been on the Lisa Dent Show in the past. Katie is a family therapist at Fleming, Fleming Family Therapy. And, you know, Katie, this is interesting. We had a guy who called in and said that he is recovered. He was an alcoholic. And when people ask him, are you having a drink? And he said, no, not today. Because he doesn't want to be asked a lot of questions like, oh, you oh you don't drink? When did you quit drinking? Oh, did you have... Which people will do. So how do we support those people who are participating in Dry January, Katie? That's a great question. Um, and I love his response of no, not today. Because there's a sense of finality to that. No, right. not today. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, it is really amazing when people turn down drinks. I find especially in our Chicago area, because Chicago is a very cocktail-friendly city, um, it does tend to raise some eyebrows if you go out with friends for your normal happy hour or whatever it is, and you grab a soda or a sparkling water or whatever it is. Yeah, because somebody will go, are you pregnant? Are you are you expecting a baby? I mean, they jump to all kinds of conclusions just because you turned down a drink. Isn't it amazing how um, are you pregnant is probably the first place that your brain goes when you see uh you know a female presenting person turn down a drink yeah isn't that incredible (laughs) well that's what people do and you're a family therapist so uh do you is this something you discuss with people do you have clients or do you know people that are participating in dry january and do they hear rude comments absolutely i would say dry january isn't necessarily something that we track or people don't often come into therapy for dry January specifically. It's something that we see just incidentally as we're working with people. Um, And so I've definitely seen people participate in dry January for a bunch of reasons. Maybe it's just tradition. Maybe it's curiosity. Maybe their friends are doing it. They're doing it with them. Um, Sometimes it's because removing alcohol actually aligns with other maybe physical health goals. Um, But a lot of times it also does have to do with someone exploring or reflecting on their own relationship with alcohol. And they're thinking, huh, like, I wonder if this is more important to me than I want it to be. Let me see what it's like to remove it completely and try a sober lifestyle for a while. The Today Show is doing a story on this and their research... I don't know where they got it from, showed that of those who intended to abstain from alcohol during the month of January, who participated in a dry January, three quarters or 74 percent succeeded. And I think that's because they're not forced to, right? They just think that it's a fun thing to participate in. And really, in a social situation, you can talk more about that than just sitting down and having a cocktail. Exactly. I think that's a great number, actually. And I would be curious to know what the definition of succeed is. I mean, I imagine it's they go the full month without alcohol. But I wonder if you look at each individual person, if you have someone that says, huh, I was doing this just to explore my relationship with alcohol and I find that I don't miss it. And then I went to some sort of event, you know, maybe I was invited to a wine tasting, a very specific alcohol event at the end of the month. And I actually didn't mind having, you know, the wine there. I wasn't worried about it. So for me, you know, I got my purpose, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I would love to dig into those numbers a little bit more and be curious about that. Katie Fleming is a family therapist at Fleming Family Therapy. Somebody said, my niece was recently at a bar with eight of her friends. Two of them were participating in the dry January. The owner asked a bouncer to go over there and tell them if they're not drinking, they had to leave. Now, that's very Chicago as well. And this person went on to say, I understand establishments are trying to make money, but in a large group of eight, 
they all left after the two were asked to leave if they weren't drinking. So then the money walked out the door and there shouldn't be any kind of rule like that. You should be able to order a beverage of your choice. That's a a bit um, insane to me. Oh, my gosh, that's horrible. Um, And I actually think that, okay, so I don't work in the restaurant industry, clearly, but I think there is a market there for mocktails. Right. And that if you have a rule that in your establishment that customers need to be booted if they're not drinking alcohol, I actually think that means you look need to look at your own menu and include some mocktail choices. There is a bar in Humboldt Park. It's called a dry bar. And all they serve are mocktails and non-alcoholic cocktails. And I think they're doing pretty well. Uh, along that line, somebody just sent in a text and said, I'm, uh, I'm doing dry January, but I'm drinking non-alcoholic beer. Is that cheating? Well, that's not for Katie or I think anybody else to judge, is it? No, I think it's about what you want to get out of the month. And so I would say non-alcoholic beverages obviously don't have alcohol in them. So if you're just looking at a purely alcohol-free month, then that's not cheating. But if you're looking to explore uh, the role that alcohol plays in your life, then I would be curious to see what pops up for that person. So is it oftentimes... um, uh, your relationship with alcohol, there can be, a, 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 it's habit forming, right? right? You know, I'm not even talking about addiction here. I'm talking about, oh, I like that feeling of opening the bottle of red wine as I'm cooking dinner and having a glass as I'm cooking. What happens if I have a non-alcoholic red wine here? Does that experience change for me or is it the same? And so support people who are doing it. That's the message here. And I would imagine you would tell people not to fault themselves if they decide that there's one day that they do have a glass of wine, but they want to jump back on the wagon, so to speak, for the remainder of the month. Absolutely. Don't fault yourself. And I would actually take that as a a sign of success in a way that you are, again, learning about your relationship with alcohol and what your wants and desires are here and what your boundaries are. Um, a, a healthy relationship with alcohol really looks like a neutral one. You know, I don't rely on it, I'm not seeking it, but I can enjoy it when it's there, or I'm happy to never have alcohol in my life and I'm not bothered when I'm around it and other people have it. You know, there's a very, fairly neutral tone there. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for joining us, Katie. Thanks so much. Great talking to you. Katie Fleming, family therapist at Flam- Fleming Family Therapy. A lot of people are still texting in about the one word, the phrase, what you could say without saying your age that someone in the Gen Z generation would not understand and, and they would immediately identify you as old. And somebody said, Max Headroom. Library card cabinet, the Dewey Decimal System. Do we not do the Dewey Decimal System? Yeah, no, no, no. Sure, you do at the library. I thought for we nonfiction. did. Nonfiction. Okay. Remember though the card catalog or the library card where you could see who checked out the book before yes, you. Yes, I love that. They still have those. Don't you just punch it into a computer? <laughs> yeah, they don't have it anymore because no. it became a violation of privacy. <laughs> Someone's reading Agatha Christie. This person said, "When my seven-year-old grandson wanted to play, I said I'm too pooped, and he's he, he got upset. He goes, I do not understand why." you would say that so i i don't think that that phrase has disappeared so quickly another person sent in something that really kind of made me laugh i think she works in a lab with people and somebody was complaining about their daughter being unfairly judged so this person said i replied obviously she's the east german judge 
I said this to a young mom complaining about one particular woman judging her daughter's gymnastics competition. And she said, no, she just always gives low scores. So the young mom had no idea about the East German judges. And then she went on to say in her lap, people were like, what are you talking about East Germany? Germany's Germany. Yikes. I know. Like, what lab is that? (laughs) Uh, Rotary dial, telephone, yes, all of those. And, um, oh, somebody goes, Lisa, dry bars are another name for hairstyling salons for blowouts. But, no, this bar in Humboldt Park really is a dry bar. Um, I went to Marquette with my typewriter my kids think i'm a dinosaur yeah there are so many of those situations so keep them coming and then think about it you know when you say those words other people are judging you like oh they're old hey coming up we'll talk with deputy chief chris cavelli from the lake county sheriff's office i cannot believe that robert cremo the third the highland park shooter was making prank calls from his jail cell we'll get the details on that after steve's news coming up on 720 wgn Lisa Dent, WGN.